Oh, I was in a truck accident. Because of the accident, I've resulted in three back surgeries. We saw advertisements on TV, and guess who popped up more often than that? It was Jeffrey. The communication that he provided was so appreciative. He shows his compassion as a human. He assisted us in achieving one of our dreams, the acquisition of a home. And we're here today with smiles on our face with the assistance from Jeffrey. Melden Law, where you matter most. Offices in Gainesville and Ocala. Of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street. Online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. Now you can get smarter free checking that pays you early, pays you often, and pays you more at Radiant Credit Union. With Radiant's free checking account, you can get your paycheck, retirement check, or other benefits check up to 24 hours early with direct deposit to your Radiant checking account. Radiant also pays you often with our exclusive nickel-back rewards, earning you a nickel-back on your Visa debit card with signature purchases. And Radiant pays more with our special even-up savings account. That earns you up to 4% annual percentage rate, up to $4,000 on your spare change from your debit card transactions. So what are you waiting for? You deserve to get paid early, paid often, and paid more because you're a Radiant Credit Union member. Visit RadiantCU.org for details on opening up your new free checking account today and start getting paid early, often, and more right away. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Rates are current as of August 24th, 2021. Nobody likes getting hurt, going to the doctor and dealing with all the stuff involved with trying to get better. But if you do happen to have a slip and fall, don't worry about it at all. The tremendous staff at Titan MRI is ready to find out what you need to do to get all fixed up. The winners of the Best of the Best contest in Gainesville, staffers at Titan MRI have more than 20 years of experience of making you feel comfortable during an MRI. The only locally owned and operated MRI center in town knows how crucial it is to get back to everyday life, so they've made it as easy as possible to get into their office. Just as easy as it was to score on Florida State's football team the last few years. And speaking of scoring, all Blue Cross and Blue Shield members just got a gift to start off the new year. They heard how many people wanted to get in and see Joe and the crew at Titan MRI. They made sure to add them to their network. With offices in Gainesville and now Lake City, there's an office near you. So, it's up to you. Tell your doctor you want to get to feeling better from the absolute best. Titan MRI. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardozo UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, let's do it. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the show. The voice guy just said it's the tailgate. And that's exactly what you have found on your radio dial or your WRUF app. So why are you in a good mood today? I'm trying to figure this out. You seem usually come in. Uh, uh. I'm, that's that's you. And then you wait for me to start. I'm the show. never that way. I'm always jovial. No, you're not. So I am. People don't see the behind the scenes, Jeff Cardoza. They do. You can watch on Facebook right now. What's up? <laughs> 
Don't flip a bird like that Gator fan did. Did you see that? No. I saw Eli do it. No, it was – he did double birds. He did. (laughs) No, there was a fan – and I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, it was – it might have been the Alabama game. But it might have been this game. I'm trying to remember because it's already getting to that point where you're like, I couldn't believe it's Wednesday. Like, Mm -hmm. I – I got to do Frangie's show at, in the five fifteen hour, and I'm like, again, I just did it yesterday. Oh wait, that was a week ago. Um, but just the, um, I th- I'm pretty sure it was when uh, Emory was struggling a little bit during that one stretch in the second quarter, I think, and they flashed to a fan, a young fan, and he is bombing the coaching staff with birds. Wow, you know he's so mad, and of course. You know, they did got off it. Got quick. off it quick, but yeah, you never know. As a director, just saying, shoot the crowd and yeah, just shoot the crowd. Whoa. You never know what's going to happen. Whoa, Nelly! What city were you in in 1985? The whole year. Yeah, the whole year I would have been in um, Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville. Okay, Jacksonville, Florida. Do you know why I asked that? Home question? of the Jaguars. About to go on seventeen. Yeah, they'll, uh, they'll win one. I don't know the question. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You may be off a year, but go ahead. It's the last time that the Gators lost to Kentucky in no, Lexington. That was two years ago in Lexington. No, it was '86. You sure? Yeah. Pretty it's been sure. Thirty-five years. That would so, be. Ace. Yeah, I guess it would be 86. I'm pretty sure it's 86 because I remember that game. Oh, yeah. In fact, I know it was. Here's why I know it. I can give you the little story there. Were you still in Jacksonville in 1986? I was in Jacksonville, but um, I I covered the Auburn game that year, the Kerwin-Bell game. Yeah. And um, I remember walking out of the press box and going, "I'm, I'm taking my dad to the Florida Georgia game because you know you had that feeling of incredible excitement you know that was just pulsating uh, there's only two times in my life I've ever done that one one was good one was bad <laughs> um, so I said I'm taking my dad to the Florida Georgia game we went to the Florida Georgia game Florida got down early and kind of like they did in this game and then Kerwin hits Ricky a bunch couple of times for touchdowns and Florida beats him and so the next week I'm pretty sure it's the next week they play at Kentucky and it's like Freezing cold mm-hmm. and everything. I was at Epcot, and I didn't even watch the game. Wow. Because, you know, you didn't have access to a million TVs and all this game. And then all of a sudden I go, I go, hey, can you put it on a, a game just so I can see what the scores are, just to see what Florida, and it came up 10-3 to 3 that they'd lost. Later found out there was a big fumble late in the game, but Florida, that was back when Florida could find ways to lose games. Now it's Kentucky that finds ways. Yeah, the other side doing it. So, yeah, it's it was just, 86. It's fascinating, though, to think it's been that long. Like, that much heartbreak for a school to well, ever it, see another school beat. But it hadn't even been an ordinary heartbreak. Yeah. It's been extraordinary in yeah. terms of how they've lost the games, whether it was 13 or 2013 or two years ago or – Four years ago. Yeah, been a lot of them. I mean, Florida could be on a two-game losing streak in Lexington very easily. Sure. Probably should be. Yeah. But, um, and and they'll play good. They play. Yeah, and listen, that, that stat means nothing to no. what's going to happen Saturday. No stats mean anything. I just find it so fascinating that 
Like you would think that that would be like a Vanderbilt stat, but nothing, not like a Kentucky stat. Vanderbilt's got better in the last 35 years. Yeah. Vanderbilt's done better against Florida than Kentucky. Has. I know. <laughs> I mean, which is amazing, and and it's just kind of hard to believe when you think about it. But um, I think I think Kentucky won the first 10 games against Florida or something. Or early early on, they had a, a better record, but now it's like you know that and here oh. Good stat for you right here. Okay. I've been doing a lot of research this week. Florida's beaten Kentucky more than any other team in the country. I mean, they've beaten them more than they've beaten anybody else. Yeah. Think about that. that. Well, now, now you know it because I told you no, 58 I knew, times. knew that before that. Who was second? Um, Vandy. I think it's... Vandy's three. I think Georgia's second. Yeah. Believe it or not, almost said because they played him so, so many, many times, so many times. And then I think it's uh, I know FSU's in there somewhere. No, I, and this is good. I mean, you, you got the Gators with a top ten offense in the country. Kentucky's actually got a top ten defense. Yep. In the country, I think they're both at nine, if I remember right. As I started to, yeah, Florida analyze some the of other this thing stuff. Is Florida's three and rushing. rushing. And they're off. They're giving up eighty nine yards a game. Yeah. They're giving up what Florida gave up against Alabama. Well, but Kentucky was only giving up. I mean, Tennessee was only giving up fifty four a game, and Gators ran all it over. It didn't work out. For so them. no, it did not. All right. Well, if you want to uh, hear your voice work out on the radio, then you can call us three nine two eight two five five. Mike, uh, I guess, is in trouble. He's got to produce our show two days in a row. I know. I feel bad for him. Sorry, dude. Let me ask you this question. and I, I don't want to – because I know you know things because you know things. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't, if you can't answer, don't answer. But what do you think the odds are that Anthony Richardson plays in this game? Good. Okay. <laughs> well, I think we all uh, su- suppose it's good. We all assume it's yeah. good. I just saw him walking across – to go to practice, and he looked okay to me. His he butt, didn't do a backflip. His butt looked nice in his football pants. I wanted to do a backflip. Did you see that he did one post game with the little kid? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And the best part about it was uh, Doctor Farmer, who we've had on this show uh, many he got a on times. Him a little bit, yeah. He tweeted back at him, "Aunt, we need to talk." Yeah. <laughs> and then Richardson sent back a meme. Maybe that's like, why. Whoops. Maybe that's why you have tight hamstrings. Because you're always doing Constantly those Constantly jumping. Flips. It is. Like, that's really, really hard to do, though. Like, Imagine doing that. There's only a select that. few in the world that Imagine can do that. Imagine doing that. And on your re-entry, on your landing, you have to land on a four-inch wide bar. Yeah. Imagine doing that multiple times in your life. Yeah, right. Like, more than 100. Yeah, gymnasts are fascinating. How about, like, it, I, oh, I think they're I, – I, that's one reason I've been always been a big gymnastics fan it's just amazing what they're able to do, and and with noise. Meanwhile, these people over here are doing the, you know, the floor exercise, and they're, they're playing the music, mm-hmm. and these people over here are doing the this thing, and they're people screaming for them. Uh, going to an NCAA gymnastics meet, if you ever get to go, you will go there and you will walk away going, "Those are the best athletes in the world." Yeah. Mentally, I mean, it's it's incredible what they're able to do. I'm with you, but. Anthony Richardson's landing on two flat feet. That's a little bit easier. So he's not quite the athlete that Alex McMurtry was. No. But they're still both very, very good. Yep. All right. Let's get uh, some phone calls to get going. Bill will kick it off today. Bill, what's up? 
Hey, fellas. So I wanted to, I was listening yesterday. I didn't have my phone with me to call in, but I wanted to follow up on something. Somebody was talking about uh, Lingard and Bowman, you know, where they might transfer and all this kind of stuff. You know, just speculating. And But it struck me, how many times can a person enter the transfer portal? A Have million, as much as they want now. A million point a million. So they can – okay. You, you, I mean, here's the thing. You only get five years of eligibility except for players who have been involved in the COVID, in the COVID years. era. Yes. Yeah, so now you get six. But if you want to transfer six times – actually, you can transfer 12 times. You can transfer in the middle of the season. Yeah, as long as you're not playing. Yeah. Um, I think the – I think the quarterback at Utah just transferred again. Yeah, which is now his third uh, third gosh. time. I'm trying to think of who it was. He was in the SEC, wasn't he? Um, and it's ah, you know it's it's stupid, Bill. I mean, obviously you're just then chasing. I mean, yeah. why would another school want you if it just shows you that if you don't win the job, then you're just going to pout and leave and and not yeah, be happy? Exactly. So, and I think Lingard might be in that that same spot. You know, I think for him it would be ideal to st- stick around. And know that he's going to be with Bowman next year and playing quite a bit. But he, I mean, I think he feels, yeah. hey, I only got one one year left, so I want to do the, the much as I can with it. But then there's guys that are just ahead of him that are better right now. I have yeah. no problem with anybody they're playing or no, running. Not at all. Yeah, that's no, me neither, man. Me neither. By the way, it was uh, Charlie Brewer was a quarterback yes. who was from Baylor. I, that's my bad. Yeah. I thought it was SEC. Yeah. So he was a quarterback so, that from Utah. Then he went to Utah. And he's transferring again. But Tate Martell, I think, is on his eighth <laughs> transfer or something like that. And he hadn't been good at any of them. To just get off the question, let me just clarify. There's not a caveat to that. So the second time, you don't have to sit out a year? No, I think the second time you do have to sit out a year. Okay, so there is a little – you got one free You get one free. I believe that's – yeah, one free pass, one get-out-of-jail card. Okay. Which was right, implemented, okay. again, because of COVID, because obviously that wasn't the rule before COVID. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, and so the other thing, just a quick comment. You know, every summer we usually uh, we call in and talk about Florida being a function of how good the season they're going to have with their offensive line, and I think, you know, maybe we're seeing a difference this year. And So it's an SEC line of scrimmage conference, right? So. I don't really, on that basis, necessarily see. I'm not overly confident about going to Kentucky, but I don't really see them beating us on the line of scrimmage. If they do, they'll win the game, and if they don't, I think eventually we'll, we'll, it'll play out in our favor. But I just don't see them, unless I'm really missing something. I don't see that they're any better than uh, Alabama or maybe even Tennessee on, no. on the lines of scrimmage. Well, I mean, the thing is, they're a little more veteran than Alabama was, but I mean, they're yeah. they're three and four stars versus five stars. Um, I, I yeah, I don't think that's going to be the problem. I think the the one thing that they do have going in their their favor is being at home, and sometimes you that adrenaline, you know, from on both sides of the ball, works uh, against you when you're on the road and for you when you're at home. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I. I, I think Florida's just got to take care of the ball and not give them a bunch of turnovers or do something silly, in which they haven't really done this year. I mean, they've got, what, I think six turnovers? And five of them are Emory's picks. So he's yeah. hopefully he's gotten through that. 
Yeah, and I think defense got to win the game, help win the game. Not that they've lost it, but I mean they need to be aggressive in the second. Well, and and the interesting thing to me, and Jeff, I know you'll talk about this in your pregame show, which of course everybody is award-winning pregame show. True, is that uh, this is a running attack that obviously leads the or not lead the SEC, but it's a really good running attack, and Rodriguez leads the SEC. And this is Florida's first game playing a really good running team That's good without point. their middle linebacker who's out for the year. So it's a different yep. – I mean, I mean, we saw it worked fine against Tennessee, right? It worked fine against Alabama. We'll see if it works against against a team that really likes to run the ball and, and that's their main goal. Yeah, you know, I think Stoops has got a much more fundamentally sound. So, okay, fellas, that's it. All right, Bill. Thank you. Good I'm stuff. Just giving you so much good info, right? Yeah, it's a team that scored sixteen points against South Carolina too. South Carolina's rock rib defense—they got rocks in their ribs. Okay. Now, Whatever you say. I know, but you, again, you know that game they didn't really turn it over a bunch. No. Um, I don't know. They're they're a weird team so far. Yeah, looked really good early, and then have looked. Well, like... I mean, I thought the win over Missouri was going to be game changing, and and. And they played like crap the last two weeks. Yeah. The funny thing is, is I when I leave here to go do the quarterback club yesterday, I put it on. Um, I'm flipping around and I put it on the uh, 374, which is the SEC network. And they go, the Mark Stoops show is coming on. I go, oh good, I'll listen to it. Maybe I can get pick up some gems to tell them. It was last week's show, and and but if you closed your eyes and didn't, which you shouldn't do when you're driving, but if you didn't realize it was last week's show everything sounded exactly the same as it sounded this week i'm sure because he was worried about turnovers worried about this worried about that we got a long way to go you know blah 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 that's where they are right now it is all right we're in the studio but we've got to take a break so let's uh, knock that out come back get more of your phone calls 392-8255 if you want to join us here on the tailgate Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jolie Katzen. Tonight, the number 22 ranked Gator volleyball team is traveling to Athens to go head-to-head with the Georgia Bulldogs. The Gators are currently sitting at 7-5 on the season, but look to gain their 8th win tonight. Coverage of the game will be right here starting at 6.40. The Tampa Bay Rays are matching up in Houston tonight in the second game of a three-game series against the Astros. The Rays look to get a win tonight after falling to the Astros 4-3 on Tuesday. The first pitch is at 8-10. Earlier today, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers announced that they have signed the five-time Pro Bowl cornerback Richard Sherman to help them defensively while their starting cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting is out indefinitely with an injury. That's our Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey, Gator Nation, it's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville is home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs, Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MealyPops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I won some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything 
on the store. So come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, MealyPops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com. And we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday, located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation. And as always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. This is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with the University of Florida's only official personal injury law firm partner, Jeffrey Meldon of Meldon Law. Jeffrey, I hear you are the go-to place for free tickets to Gator Athletic Games. That's right, Jeff. Meldon Law is the place to score tickets to all the Gator games. Go to MeldonLaw.com or visit our Facebook page to enter our contest, and you could win tickets to an upcoming game. You heard it here, Gator fans. Go to MeldonLaw.com or the Meldon Law Facebook page for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. So if you bleed orange and blue, Meldon Law is the firm for you. When fun finally returns, Bud Light legends don't just come back. They come roaring back, carrying a cooler full of Bud Lights, an inflatable dolphin, and those Velcro pads with the balls that stick to them. And this summer, with a cooler at their side, they're going to make up for all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light Legends. It's time to take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AP Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Gator Talk with head football coach Dan Mullen. Thursday evenings at 7 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. Bust the move. You want, you got it. That was uh, Patrick Dooley singing. No one. Jeff Cardozo on the drums. I have to know the words. Mike on the synthesizer, which is like all music nowadays. That's all right. The kids like it, and that's all that matters, even though you can't understand half of it. What are you talking about? All this music that they play now, you can't even understand it. Okay, get off my yard. No. Pull your pants You're, up. That's like the dude that Kelsey's going to see. That you'd lay down 100 bucks for a ticket probably 
You don't even remember his name. Kodak Black? No. No, it's uh, something boy. <laughs> Lover boy. Hoochie boy? Lover boy. No, it's I don't know what his name is. I don't I don't care. I don't right. I'm That's not dumb. But it's it is what it is. Just live with it, man. Okay. Just evolve. I bet people said that about uh Hendrix back in the day. This guy's dumb. And you you liked it. No. I liked it, but I mean all the old people were saying that. Right. And I'm just looking at you so, that way. I, I'll admit I'm I'm over forty now. I'm a man. I'm old. Yeah, but you're an old forty. You're an old soul. I don't think so. No, you like you still want to hear Boz Skaggs all the time. Yacht rock. I did have some yacht rock on earlier today. Every time I turn it, it's the same song. <laughs> Feels so good by Chuck Mangione. Oh, goodness. All right, let's get uh, back to some phone calls as Daniel joins us next. Hey, Daniel. Pat and and, uh, Jeff, how y'all doing? Good, good, man. I just listened to y'all chat. I'm like, okay, if they weren't two two guys, I think they two couple. (laughs) No, we do love each other very much. I'll tell you what I understand, because Jeff, by you being 40 years and and, and Pat, you being 60 years, Hey, I understand. He's my I've sugar been, daddy. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. I remember when I was 40, I knew I'm 60-something, so, hey, we cool. But look at here. I got a uh, – Pat, you talking about gymnastics. Do you understand the levels? They go – I mean, I think they have to go up to 10 levels, I think, from when they first start. I think by the time they get in college or whatever, they are, I think be at level 10. Right. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's how it goes. Well, I have a daughter. She's doing gymnastics. She's up at level 8. Dang. Really? Yeah, she go to a gym in Jacksonville called Starlight, and she really loved it. I'm mean, I'm thinking like you talking about them doing them balance that balance beam stuff. I'm like, ain't no way on this planet. No, it's like the, there's no way I could watch my daughter. Well, and and Daniel, I sit there and I think about how tough like travel baseball or volleyball or some of these sports are. Like people don't understand. Obviously, you do, but. Just the grind of what it oh, takes yeah. to become that successful gymnastics. It's, I mean, yeah. it's like five days a week. What, five hours yeah. a day or more? Yeah. She does. Yes, she does. She loves it though. I say she loves it like I used to like basketball. I never could get to the level I could play uh, pro. Sure. If I'd have, if I'd have been smarter, I might have did college, but I was a little short dude, so you know how that works. But yeah, you know, if you love it, you do whatever it takes to do it. You do it. And you do it. I think about you playing baseball at a college level. That's a that's a grind too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but. What I wanted to talk about was football. Now look at here, the Gators. I think they're gonna win Kentucky. I mean, I just only thing I only thing I wish is they could start off the way they end. If they start the first half like they start the second half, it wouldn't be no problem. But it's like you remember how Pat? I'm pretty sure you remember. Even back in the day when we was like, oh man, they got, got you going through all this. Please win, y'all gonna win, y'all gonna win. You know, if you're a good team, just go out there and jump on them and be done with it. They were kind of that way last year too. There would be games at halftime yeah. you would be a little bit worried about them, and then they would yeah, all they blow out. them out in the second half. But um, no, I mean, look, uh, you want to do that? You script it, you know. Um, sometimes, but it's the same thing where the other team has looked at what you do well. That's a funny thing about um, being a head coach, being a, an offensive coordinator is. You know, you um, basically look at everything they've done defensively and come up with a game plan to go attack it, and then they're going to do something different because they don't want to do the same things they've always done defensively because they want to they want to fool you. 
And so sometimes it takes a while to adjust to it. So it seemed it does seem with this with this coach, with this uh offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. head coach, that um you know, that it, it it's it has but he's always making the adjustment. Yeah, and when he makes good. the adjustment they go they go crazy. Yes. That's for sure. I, I mean, the offensive and defensive line is what impresses me, though. Cause I remember back when Mac, I think McElwain was the coach. He said, "Oh, we have a good offensive line. We have a good offensive line." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> oh, he remember uh, that was his last yeah, year. Was, he was going nuts about studs. how good yeah. they were going to be, and then they got manhandled in the first game. And I was like, "Oh man!" So that's all I got. All right, Daniel, appreciate Thanks, it. Gentlemen. Hey, I want to say this. Thanks for getting me on for the cattleman. <laughs> yes, sir. That's the goal of every caller here so far. What's Jimbo saying up there? Nothing. Okay. I'm just mad his hairline's receding, I think. It's gone. Yeah, he um, – I thought he wore, He started doing the hair plug thing. I guess it didn't work out. I'd heard a rumor about that. You did? You know, I hear a lot of things from Tallahassee. Like people trying to capture alligators and dumpsters. Mm, not good. You see that? I did not. It was on Twitter. Somebody was trying to get a. It was a. I mean, it was probably about an eight to ten foot gator, maybe bigger than that. And they were trying to get it into their dumpster so they could, you know, then, which is is a really dumb move. Okay. <laughs> so everybody's saying, "Oh yeah, this is what Kentucky's going to do. They're going to capture the gator this way." And I'm like. Somebody had a great one, though. They said, hey, look, a picture with both Florida and FSU's mascot in it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I thought of FSU. That is very good. And they are in Tallahassee. They are in Tallahassee, yes. And um, I I never really listened to to Chuck Oliver, and I just happened to have it on the station. I don't know when this was, a couple days ago maybe. Yes. He was talking about Florida State. Yes. And he was just raving about how great Tallahassee is. And I was like, this is the first person I think I've ever heard of that has raved about Tallahassee. Has he ever been there? I guess. He said he stayed in the circular hotel thing. You know, oh, yeah. Driving. I've stayed there. Yeah. Have you? It's actually not. That was, but it was a Holiday Inn. I mean, like it was a, I think it was a Holiday that was, Inn. That was the reference he used, and I just... I was like, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with Tallahassee. What, what, but what's good about it? Nothing. Right. So nothing. what? What's the appeal? You're as far then? away from the water it feels like as you can get, yeah. even though you're really not. I thought that was really weird because every time I've gone, you just, I guess you just go in and out for games. Well, and you're going and you you see all these knolls and yeah. you get all angry at them. But I used to cover FSU and you know I used to kind of like hanging out there back in the Wayne Hogan days. Uh, but I, but it wasn't Tallahassee. It was just that I was around people I liked. Yeah, uh, but I loved uh, going over there. I used I spoke for many years in a row to the uh, quarterback club or the Gator club over there, but they don't have me back now. Jerks! I said something. No, I didn't really. Um, and Carlos lives over there, so I had met him for lunch recently over there. Yeah. But I mean, there's nothing much there that I go. Man, you know what you got to go to Tallahassee for? You want to visit the state capitol. What am I, in a civics class? <laughs> Maybe so. They have, they have a couple of good golf courses. Killarne's pretty nice. Is it? Yeah. Played there a couple times. 
Right, maybe I'll have to try it out. All right. Change my mind. All right. Give it, give it a try. Come on, Jeffy. All right, let's get a break. We'll uh, come back. So I want to start. Look, some of the spreads yeah. in the SEC this weekend are a little intriguing. We'll, uh, we'll start to go over some of that and certainly continue to talk Florida and Kentucky. Remember, we're not here Friday, so if you want to talk, you only got today and tomorrow. We'll be at Spurrier's tomorrow having some fun, drinking some beer. and Says you. Having I'm a professional. Fun. I'm just going to go there and... Uh, Pat will drink water. I'll wear a suit. How about that? You don't wear pants, except for funerals. Yeah, I wore them... Yeah, funerals and one time... One time, other time. That was it. That was when you went to the Sizzler? You had a hot date? No. No, for the quarterback club, because they had... It was kind of the date night thing, and I felt like I should... You need to dress it. up. So I put jeans on. <laughs> that to me is dress up. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. I don't yeah. think I've worn other than funerals, which are the yeah. saddest thing. I don't think I've worn long pants since COVID hit. I really don't. I mean, I can see it. The legs are really nice. It's not that. Like it's scars all over them. It's just that I like wearing shorts. So what I, I am as God made me. <laughs> we'll be right back here on the tailgate. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Jeff Cardozo here. We all strive for quality in the things we do. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. So now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for the past three decades from the crew at Quality Plumbing. Now you can spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. And they've been doing it a long time. The original quality plumber since 1985. Quality plumbing, their name says it all. Gentlemen, listen up. Your lady is letting you watch football, go to tailgates, and hang out with your buddies every weekend this time of year, so you need to show her some thanks with something that'll make her smile. And what's better than jewelry? Oaks Jewelry is the place that'll create that smile with their amazing selection of diamond studs in every price range. They'll look amazing on game day with her gator tee and jeans, or how about date night paired up with that little black dress? Now show her you're a stud and get that special something, just because. Oaks Jewelry, making North Central Florida smile for more than 30 years. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch. Lunch breaks in between the many jobs. From game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook, we're here to help. Whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game, we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete. So check them out online at adamsribco.com, but be prepared to drool when you see the menu, or better yet, stop by their dining location on 13th Street or the place that Northwest Gainesville has fallen in love with, the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Yes. 
It's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call. 333-0460. Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC 1249384. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Skies staying mostly sunny into the evening with clear skies overnight. Temperatures falling into the lower 70s before midnight with overnight lows turning comfortable in the mid-60s. A bit of patchy dense fog possible around daybreak tomorrow, but that will quickly burn off after the sun comes up. Then mostly sunny skies for all of your Thursday afternoon. Temperatures turning warm, getting to near 90 degrees. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. NFC South. Panthers are 3-0. Real or not real? Real. They're going to win the division? I say they, yeah, they're going to win the division. Oh! Now, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we like Tommy, and they went out on the road. But that defense, struggling. What about your Saints? It's the Panthers is the question. They can win the division. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, and Sunday Night Football. The NFL in primetime lives right here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, Dozo and Dooley back here with you. A Wednesday edition of the tailgate. We are powered by Davis Gainesville Chevrolet. And if uh, you call, that is courtesy of Joe and the great crew at Titan MRI. Titan MRI hotline is active today, as it always is. And active. We will go with Ryan next on it. Ryan, what's up? Oh, man. I'm just, uh, my heart. Just now, kind of start fluttering after that night. Then last night, I'm kind of getting under control. Yeah, Pat and I were talking about that on the commercial break. A little. Uh, yeah, I don't want any more. That's going to be that's... the the demise of it. It's just it's it's yeah, it I stinks. Agree. You go eight innings and they can't do anything. Philly hadn't scored in like 800 innings, and then boom, all of a sudden, they just hit rope after rope. Off, yeah, off of Will Smith can't can't do and it. And yet he got his 36 save. He did. So. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. He's 36 out of 42 opportunities, but doesn't it feel like he blows one about every about every three or four nights? But it's just because, I mean, I was texting my buddies, that, and I said it was just a walk on the wild side. And I knew, you know, when he had he went 0-2 on Harper, which it was also awesome. the Harper, I think. That, he let off like three or four times, even his long ball, you know. Wouldn't, he let off three, yeah. He, yeah, Solardinger. But when he had him 0-2 and then he walked him, I, that's when I said this, is gonna, this inning is going to be one of those. And sure enough, you know, it comes out. And then, I'll be honest with you, um, 
I know they bring Heredi in, you know, as defensive replacement over Duval, and he, you know, hawked down that one liner that I thought was going to get down. But then the one Rosario, he, to me, that, I mean, that wouldn't have been, you know, the easiest catch in the world, but he kind of hoo-hummed that thing to be in a in a pennant race. I thought he could have caught that ball pretty easily. Easy, could have caught it. Nonchal- he kind of nonchalanted it, and he didn't, you know, go all out for it. I think what happened was the ball went further than he thought it was, and it, like there are balls that are hit and they're hit so hard that even though they look like they're going to descend, they don't descend. They almost, you know, they stay at that same thing. It's called backspin. Yeah, what I'm just saying. Right. That the ball almost seemed like it it went to another level. Yeah, but you're in the big leagues. Catch right. the damn ball. I agree. I wasn't right. happy about it. I'm just yeah. telling you, things happen. But yeah, I was going to say it carried on him a little, maybe a little more than he thought. But I was like, bro, you gotta you gotta get that. But uh, and I tell you, man. Old Soler, Soler, whatever he that Joker, he has done his best Ronald Acuna impression that you could possibly do. I mean, I know his numbers still don't look great as far as his batting average, but I know we've talked about it before. He, he's batting, he's raised his average about thirty points since coming over. But you know, Acuna obviously a little more electric and would have been seeing more bases. But he couldn't. You couldn't ask for a better fill-in under the circumstances. They uh, did a great job. Everybody that they brought in has really. I think probably done more than anybody expected. So I, give him a, give him a I, lot of credit. I was thinking about this because we we always talk about Acuna being out, yeah, and um, obvious and and obviously Soroka, but I I totally forgotten that Azunia has is missed almost the whole season over mm-hmm. his legal problems. Yeah, and he was you're talking about a guy who was in the running or could have been arguably the MVP last year. So I mean to yeah. to do what they've done, I I give him credit. I'm not expecting much in the postseason, but. I'll take whatever they give me. Well, and like I said, you know, we—I mean, I feel pretty good now. I don't—I don't see New York winning five straight, and us losing five straight. I feel pretty pretty good, but I'm—I'm I'm just glad we're going to Milwaukee and uh, let the let the, the Dan Cardinals might go and knock out the the Dodgers or Giants, whoever they get, the way they're playing. So I just—but I'm glad we will end up going to Milwaukee because they—that's the, the weird thing about it. With all that, the Dodgers and the Giants, one of them jokers. Knows they're going to have home field advantage, and the other knows their whole season comes out of one game. Like you I know, know. It's crazy. Because I still don't Brewers, like the rule. No, it sucks. You you got to go two out of three on that whole easily, thing. but yep. uh, easily. But anyway, I like our chances. But I was going to on a Kentucky uh, thing, Pat. It was funny you talked about. You remember that day, and you, I think what did you say, Disney or something like that. Epcot. Epcot, yeah. And so I was about well, thirteen, fourteen, somewhere in that range when that game was played, and um. Of course, it was a little different deal back then. Like my dad and a bunch of dudes out, the, out where we live, they would get together and like play basketball and different things, whatever you know, depending on the weather and what was up. And I, because it just the TVs, everything you know, watching games was just a different than the experience than it is now. And I remember because they were like, ah, ho hum, it's Kentucky, and uh, Florida was kind of cruising along that year in pretty good shape, and and we're out hooping it up, and all of a sudden somebody's like, dude, this is like a three three ball game, you know, and. Of course, back then the TVs were so bad. I always remember how that fit. It was so cold and the grass was dead, but the TVs were so bad. It was like, is this the, t- the television color or is that actually a just a dead field? But I don't know why. I always have a picture of that field and how cold they showed the stands and how cold it was up there that particular you know, day. When I finally, I, I had not been to Lexington for a football game until I want to say '95. It would have been. Because I wasn't at Doring's got a touchdown, okay? So I wouldn't. But when I got there in 95 and the game was in, like, September, and I looked at the field and I went, 
this feels really nice. I every time I ever saw it on TV, it was brown yep. and and crappy. This feels fine. In fact, how mummy, yep. I think it was that year, it may have been a year a couple of years later, grew it like to 5 inches like US Open rough so that they could slow Florida down. Didn't work. No doubt. You know, that last thing um you mentioned yesterday about uh I guess USF and FIU being in this whole bottom rank thing you were talking about. Um but I, the only thing I could think of when you said that was that a lot of teams play a lot of crappy teams that are down there in that bottom, but ain't a whole lot of teams that are going to play number one and number two and potentially number one and number one. Because if Ole Miss or somebody goes to North South Alabama, then we're going to be playing number one Georgia in a few weeks. And uh, we're going to end up – there ain't a whole lot of people going to do what we're doing either. So I'll take – I don't like them bottom feeders, but if you got to play them, that's all right. Because I'll be dang if there ain't too many people playing Alabama and Georgia in the same year. Well, I, I will tell you that on my uh, top tw- 12 that I do on my podcast, I've got Georgia number one right now. I think Georgia's the best team in the country. Now, things can change. We may watch this game Saturday, and and uh, if Alabama goes and destroys Ole Miss and Arkansas beats Georgia, you know, I mean, it, it, this is what's great. I, I think, you know, like the last two weekends, I've kind of lamented that there weren't a lot of good games, but I knew that they would evolve. It would be organic, like – Auburn, Georgia State, and games like that. This week, it's lined up to be an unbelievable weekend, uh, an unbelievable Saturday, but even Thursday and Friday, there's interesting games to watch. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, last week going in, you know, we always look at, eh, it's probably going to be some duds. But, and then, like you said, uh, and I remember it's been about five years ago, but North Carolina State uh, had Clemson on the ropes in that same scenario and then and missed yeah. the field goal late, and Clemson pulled that one out. And Auburn, about five years ago, should have lost to Jacksonville State. You know, so you have those weekends. But um, I tell you, and there's man, only one the uh, Power Five team that loses to Jacksonville State. You know that. <laughs> we were talking about them earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I, I, I do think looking at the way things are shaping up, and obviously there's a long ways to go. But you're talking about your 12, and I'm telling you, Oklahoma. I think that their offensive line is struggling, and they're they're not what they. I mean, I think Florida right now is a better team than them. Um, I mean, they're not going to do it for TV reasons, but I I think the, the, right now the best four teams probably in America might all be out of the SEC. Could be, uh, but I, I'm still not sold on um, anybody over on the other side other than Alabama. I'm not sold on. Yeah, this is a big Ole test Miss, for Arkansas, Arkansas and Ole Miss. We'll see. Ole Miss has a, has Bama, so we'll see. Ryan, yeah. thank you, buddy. Good Matt Crow. All right, gentlemen. All right. Enjoy your evening. Yep, you too. Let's get uh, the cattleman to join us next. What's up, Mikey? Hey guys, y'all hanging in there? Yes, sir. Hey, uh, seems like the uh, sawdust has died down from the ball game here. No, no reason to go into that anymore, guys. If, um, I got a question about the playoffs. Never too early to look ahead. Um, Notre Dame, Pat. Um, if they beat Cincinnati this week, they're home free, right? Well, they're they're yeah. I mean, I I think they got a real good chance. Uh, th- this is a game they need to win, though, because I don't think they can lose a game and, and have any chance no. at all. Um, and Cincinnati's got a chance. Cincinnati's favored to win this game, so they if they can win this game, uh, they they could actually have a shot, a real shot as a group of five team, because even though they still got to, you know, to to. If you go undefeated and you got to win over Notre Dame on your schedule, it's going to look good. Well, let's assume Alabama and uh, let's say Florida beats Georgia in the cocktail party, and uh, it's Bama, heck, so pray, Bama and Florida in the uh, in the playoffs. 
Okay, most people think, well, the Oregon's doesn't seem like they're going to stumble. I guess they got what UCLA left. That's it. And you've got a couple of Big Ten teams looking pretty good, but goes back to what I've always said about the Mickey Mouse nature of college football. If Notre Dame's anywhere close to that playoff, they're getting in. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it's it's not like there's. I mean, there's there's commissioners from or uh, ads from every league. That's why they tried to make it fair. So we'll see. You don't disagree. You, you don't disagree with me, though, do you, Pat? I think no. if they go undefeated, they're in. If they yeah. lose one game, they won't be in. Yeah, it's, that's it's exactly that simple right for them. Yeah, I'd say if they're in the top eight, they're a threat to get in. If they're going to be in the top four. Mm. Hey, uh, Pat, you uh, follow the national stuff. You got a take on this Michael Wilbon uh, Kiffin mess? I just heard saw, saw about five seconds of of it, and I just kind of blew it off. I, I don't care really. Yeah, well, yeah, so you're kind of neutral on it. You know what he said, right? He kind of called him a clown and picked mm-hmm. Alabama. Well, he, I think Lane Kiffin has been a clown in his coaching career. I don't know that he is now a clown, mm-hmm. but he was a clown. I don't think he's. I don't think he's ever been a clown personally. And didn't he win the FAU? I thought he did a pretty good job. I think he was a clown of Tennessee hmm. when he, when he was said, doing yeah, the dog and pony I, show talking about how terrible Urban Meyer was. Yeah, hey, hey, that's really going out on a limb picking the number one team in America at home, isn't it? Did you blast him? That's, that's the great thing about Kiffin, Pat. But Kiffin's a Twitter master. He already gave it back to him. You might want to catch up on that. Now, I did see that. I, I, it's just It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. It's Twitter. <laughs> well... I, it's actually uh, Kiffin didn't start it dumb, but Mike Wilbon took a pot shot. At he's him. on TV giving opinions. That's what he's <laughs> supposed to do. Yeah, well, yeah. I just thought I just wonder if you had an opinion about it or not. No, I think I think there was. I don't think Kiffin's as clownish as he used to be. I think there was a time when he was. Sounds to me like I googled. You know, y'all were talking about yesterday. I brought up the officiating crews in the Auburn game and the uh, Mississippi State Memphis disaster. There's this thing called Google, guys. Y'all ever tried that? It's pretty yeah, neat. I do it all day to work. I don't do it to, yeah. to pleasure reason, myself. Yeah. The reason I'm bringing that up, guys, is, is that already you're seeing Mar- uh, Cristobal and Kiffin's name surfacing, uh, surfacing. Excuse me, with that Miami job. Miami. Yep. Uncle Luke. Uh, I don't think Uncle it's Luke so. Was, Uncle Luke. I'm sure Uncle Luke's on your. Uh, on your mixtape there, Pat, Uncle Luke was pushing Kiffin last time. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think that Cristobal would be I don't an think option, it's a better job. But I don't think that's a better – Miami's not a better job than Ole Miss. It's not a better job than Oregon, I promise you that. You've got a clearer path to the playoffs. Yes. You don't have as much competition, and you've got more money yeah, just got, rolling into Nike the program that, that, that you can't get done at Miami. I, I think Oregon's a better job. No, right? I mean, I think both of them are better jobs. I Personally, I do too, yeah. But well, it depends what you're. You know, I, I get. You know, y'all have been to Boca, right? Jeff, Jeff did you say you think that Miami's not a better job than Ole Miss? Did you, did you have to, hold on? Make sure my earwax didn't get in the way. Did you just say Ole Miss is a better job than Miami? Yes, and I agreed with. And you're and, and you're from Hope Sound. Yep. Yeah. What well, What were you doing? I was born in Baptist. I was born. Convent? I was born in, in the convent. I was born in Baptist Hospital in Miami too. <laughs> well, apparently you, ne- apparently you never hit Hope Sound Beach. Apparently, in 41 years, it's changed there. <laughs> Hey, guys, last thing. I might be hitting that Florida-Kentucky game uh, Saturday. My sister lives in Lakes, and I hit the horse races, Keeneland and all that. And, boy, the weather looks perfect up there. Y'all need I'll meet in. you at Keeneland. Yeah, I was going to say, we need to have a Miller Lite past the peace pipe, Jeff. I only drink Budweiser products, though. Yeah. Oh, hang in there. Not Miller Lite. No Miller Lite here. Sorry. Can't have that. Budweiser only. That's right. It's a law. 
By the way, I just was curious whatever happened to Jacksonville State after that win over FSU. Let us not forget that the week before they had lost 31 nothing to UAB, which isn't that good this year. Then they beat North Alabama in another great game, and then they lost to UT Martin by three. Ingle Martin? That, that's not going to be good for FSU's strength of schedule. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. This I, week, they've got number 20 Kennesaw State, ooh, baby. Just and, outside Atlanta. Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, I wonder where they play. Where does Kennesaw State play? Do they they have a, their own stadium? Or yeah, there's they? a stadium there. Yeah. On campus. Cool. It's nice. All right, we'll be right back. More of the tailgate right after this. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jolie Katzen. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers announced earlier today that they signed the five-time Pro Bowl cornerback Richard Sherman. The Bucs' starting cornerback, Sean Murphy Bunting, was injured while trying to make a tackle against the Dallas Cowboys and has been placed on injured reserve. The Tampa Bay Rays look for a win tonight against the Astros in the second game of a three-game series. After the Rays fell 4-3 to the Astros on Tuesday, they hope to tie the series 1-1 in Houston tonight. The number 22-ranked Florida volleyball team travels to Athens tonight to face the Georgia Bulldogs. The Gators are currently sitting at 7-5 on the season, while the Bulldogs are 4-8. Coverage of the game will be right here starting at 6-40. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down. So come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There are so many great Gator fans out there that show up on Saturdays and are losing their voices and making sure they do what they can to help the boys get a W. The Gator Collective was established as a way to create opportunities for Gator players in any sport and give you, the fans, exclusive content that nobody else can get. Something special is happening, and this is a chance for you to be a part of it. Check out everything you need to know and unite yourself with some of the best student-athletes there are. Log on today to thegatorcollective.com and start making a difference in Gator Nation. As a small business owner, you've got aims to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Welcome to the swap. 2050 Yes, indeed. It's an inside Florida heads to Lexington to battle the Kentucky Wildcats. He takes it in. Oh, my. Kickoff is set for 6 Eastern, 5 Central. Pre-game coverage starts at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. Right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Bump, set, spike. We 
are your home for Gator women's volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Florida Gators head coach Dan Mullen, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. All right, quickly, we are running out of time in the first hour. We don't want to make uh, Kevin wait any longer, so let's snag him. Hey, Kev, what's up? So there was a movie called Kevin Can Wait. Do you remember that? No. I don't want him to wait. Go ahead, Kev. Hey, guys. Hey, quick name drop. You had a guy a couple calls ago saw I heard somebody Harper was batting, and uh, my son played travel ball against Harper and struck him out. Not a baby. So just, just a little name drop there. Awesome. Uh, what I wanted to talk about was uh, uh, you were talking to a gentleman and you were talking about how uh, slow starts and you were talking about that uh, the coordinators uh, seem to coordinate uh, the defense uh, against Mullen and, you know, he, he comes up with a game plan and kind of throws him off his game. And I understand that, but then in the same breath, you all, when I call in and talk about how Grantham, uh, his game plan doesn't seem to work, he used the opposite uh, to say that, you know, they throw things at him, and he's not ready for it. So you can't. We can't have it both ways. And I still want to say that I see this weekend. I think we can win, but I'm still scared to death that our defense seems to not come to play in the very first part of the game. We seem to not be ready uh, with whatever style of team we're playing or what style of offense we're going against. We seem to not be prepared uh, for whatever they throw at us, whether it be the pass, the run, and our tackling still week to week seems to be very uh, iffy at best. And uh, I'm not sure how we hone that up. Well, you aren't going to hone it up now in, in terms of tackling. I mean, that's not going to yeah, practice but, but, tackling. No, but I think they did. They have honed it up. And no, Cam, I, I get it. I, I do know the importance of, especially up there, coming out and getting off to a good start. And you would hope that they want that. I know Mullen wants that, and certainly Grantham wants that. I just, I, I think the, I think offenses have more of an advantage earlier in the games. I mean, heck, you look at the NFL all the time too. All those scripted plays that those guys run, and usually the first couple of times down the field they do it, and then the game kind of gets into the flow and, and evens evens back out. So, um, I just, I think it takes, I think it takes a little more time for the defense to get acclimated. And now that you're on the on the road, it's probably going to be even worse because. You got the yelling and screaming going on, the communication issues, and I mean a lot of young guys in that Gator secondary trying to figure some stuff out. You just hope they're, they're disciplined because the more I watch Kentucky and I start looking at some film and stuff, it's it's a lot of that play action stuff. And you got you yeah. got guys baiting on the the handoffs and then getting out of position, then Kentucky can burn you. So they yeah they got to be pretty disciplined this week for sure. Uh, Pierre is Elam going to be able to play? He is. Okay, good. Good. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah, I'd rather be good late than early, I yeah. guess. You know, I mean, that's when you kind of figure out whether, what's going on, if you can stop them, get big stops in second half and everything. And that's what they've kind of done for the most part this year. I mean, they, would they give – how many did Alabama score in the second half? Ten points? Tennessee had zero? Yep. And Pretty good. There's something to be said for that. Tennessee didn't score in 40 minutes of that game. Last forty minutes. Yeah, they scored in the first twenty though. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> all right. Missed tackles, then they got better. Well, one was just missed tackle and then a um, missed coverage. 
Duck forgot he was supposed to run with the dude. Yep. Well, that's it. All right, we're going to run into the second hour and get Randy. Swing the bat, man. You're in the on-deck circle. You'll be first, and whoever else wants to join in on our shenanigans here on the tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The best new cars make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. And why you can feel confident knowing you're getting a safe, reliable vehicle backed by a local, reputable, hands-on dealer. Visit Davis Gainesville Chevy today and shop the area's largest pre-owned selection. Nearly every make and model. And with prices starting at just $99.95, everyone must pass a rigorous 170-point inspection. Many come with remaining factory warranties. And all are backed by Davis's three-day love-it-or-bring-it-back guarantee. Even dozens of GM-certified pre-owned vehicles are available with better-than-new-car warranties. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. So why pay the difference if you can't tell the difference? Get a fully inspected like new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet North Main Street online at GainesvilleChevy.com see dealer for complete details now you can get smarter free checking that pays you early pays you often and pays you more at Radiant Credit Union with Radiant's free checking account you can get your paycheck retirement check or other benefits check up to 24 hours early with direct deposit to your Radiant checking account Radiant also pays you often where there are exclusive nickel-back rewards, earning you a nickel back on your Visa debit card with signature purchases. And Radiant pays more with our special Even Up Savings account. That earns you up to 4% annual percentage rate, up to $4,000 on your spare change from your debit card transactions. So what are you waiting for? You deserve to get paid early, paid often, and paid more because you're a Radiant Credit Union member. Visit RadiantCU.org for details on opening up your new free checking account today and start getting paid early, often, and more right away. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Rates are current as of August 24th, 2021. Nobody likes getting hurt, going to the doctor and dealing with all the stuff involved with trying to get better. But if you do happen to have a slip and fall, don't worry about it at all. The tremendous staff at Titan MRI is ready to find out what you need to do to get all fixed up. The winners of the Best of the Best contest in Gainesville, staffers at Titan MRI have more than 20 years of experience of making you feel comfortable during an MRI. The only locally owned and operated MRI center in town knows how crucial it is to get back to everyday life so they've made it as easy as possible to get into their office just as easy as it was to score on florida state's football team the last few years and speaking of scoring all blue cross and blue shield members just got a gift to start off the new year they heard how many people wanted to get in and see joe and the crew at titan mri they made sure to add them to their network with offices in gainesville and now lake city there's an office near you so it's up to you tell your doctor you want to get to feeling better from the absolute best titan mri 
This is Florida Gator Jeffrey Meldon. And if you want free tickets to any UF sporting event, there's only one place to score them. Meldon Law is the only official personal injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, and we're giving away tickets to all the games. Just go to MeldonLaw.com or visit Meldon Law's Facebook page to enter for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, welcome back to Second Hour. Sponsored by Melvin Law. They won't back down. The clown is on TV right now. <laughs> I like Lane Kiffin. I didn't like him when he was at Tennessee. I didn't like him at all when he was at Southern Cal. Because he had the worst body language of any head coach I've ever seen in my life. And I remember we were in Lexington. Um, Florida played a night game, but they were playing the late game against Arizona State or somebody, and they were getting their butts kicked. And Kiffin kind of stood down at the end of the of the you know of the um, sideline sideline, yeah, but not when you're really near his players with this just looking like Eeyore, you know. And I was just like, I don't, I would, God, that guy needs to be fired. And he got fired the next morning. Well, on the when he got back. He got well, fired. It's because he expects greatness. Okay, expects greatness, but he's got to be part of making it mm-hmm. great. It's the player's fault. It's not the player's fault. He's coaching them up good. How do you know that? Putting them in the right spots. They're just not executing. He won at FAU, but he didn't win a lot. He won a lot. All right. I, I'm going to go with the over-under on how many games you think he won there. Don't look it up. How many years? Three? Uh, I think he might have had four. I think he averaged nine wins a year. Okay. Average nine wins a year is what you're saying. Yes, that's what I got. Let's take Randy while you look that up. Randy, what's up? What's up, guys? A little late today. I'm sorry. I got my girlfriend on the road. She's going between UCF, USF, and Florida. I couldn't come see you. Oh, geez. On Friday, trying to get her daughter into uh, in the college up there, so I'm getting the calls. Which dorms are the best? Where should she <laughs> live? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, it's 4 o'clock. I got to call Gainesville. <laughs> and she, she, she doesn't get it. Doesn't anyway, get. good afternoon, good afternoon, fellas. I must have spent about five hundred dollars on Gator gear last night, but I wanted to do it. But first of all, before I ask my football questions, I bought two books: Headball Coach, My Life in Football, and Spurrier: How the Ball Coach Taught the South to Play Football. Are those good reads? Yeah, they're both. Uh, I I don't know about the second one. I don't I don't know that book. Uh, the first one is very good. Yeah, I read it. Okay. Um, I don't read Randy, so I couldn't tell you. Hey, I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't I know how you got through school. Yeah, me either. Me uh, either. I thought you were going to say "Game of My Life" by Pat Dooley and hundred things all Gator fans have to know before they die" by Pat Dooley. Those have been. I get those. Those are two good. Get those. Two books I, I recommend highly, even though okay. I can't make any money off of them. <laughs> I'll, I'll get both of those if they're somewhere, Pat. Anything to support the cause. Add to your uh, add to your kitty. All right, so here are my two questions. 
I know we don't see it much anymore in college football. It's changed. But when our team, our Gators, are down on the goal line, would you guys like to see maybe a little bit more eye formation, maybe a little power, try to get the ball in there rather than, you know, doing some of the things we do there on the goal line? If, yeah, if the line continues to get better. Yeah. I think that's the way you have to look at it. But then you also look at the two quarterbacks that you have, and they're so athletic and run around. It just I think the problem that I have, if you're putting the ball in Emery's hands, we've seen on multiple occasions this year, Randy, that he hasn't been able to throw it and be successful with it inside the five-yard line. I just don't know if he's making the right decisions in order to do that. So Dan's going to have to do a better job of coming up with some type of pick play or something to – get somebody open or you just you try to smash it in which I think the offensive line shows that they can push but there's a lot of options you you certainly can be creative with many things that Mullen can draw up and a lot depends on the defense that they're in you know if they're playing not 10 in the box you know and uh, you want to spread them out and and then try to run the ball instead of just lining up in an eye and and saying we're going to be stronger than you so I think it's uh, this the new college football, it's a lot of deception, a lot of matchups about matchups. It's not too many teams just overpowering you with uh, physical offensive lines. Gotcha. Although these are, these are two of them right now, you know. I mean, Florida and Kentucky are known for their offensive lines so right now. What? I never thought what are you looking at me like that? Admiration. <laughs> there was a little want there. It's kind of worried me. All right, and I never thought we'd see a day when <clears throat> Kentucky actually uh, possessed a a real legitimate threat to anybody in the league. But um, what are some of the things that we need to be concerned with, and what do they they do well that we need to be, be concerned with? I mean, the biggest thing is what we said at the end of last hour. They they play action a lot there, and and you have to hope that Florida's young guys are really good with their eyes, trying to figure out what's happening, where the ball is going to be. Don't let guys you know get behind the linebackers in front of the the corners and safeties and all those things and that's where Kentucky is going to beat you they like to use the middle of the field a lot after that play action so I think that's what what probably scares you the most but then if you have Zach Carter and other guys getting into the backfield and blowing things up then it's not going to be too much of a worry so um yeah and they've got uh, Wandale Robinson's a really good receiver transfer from Nebraska that has done some good things. Leads the SEC in total, total uh, yards. receiving yards. Yeah, and and they their running back leads the SEC yeah. in in rushing yards. So they've got two guys that are doing pretty good. All right, and one of your callers mentioned it earlier. I am not a fan of the University of Miami at all. I don't even know that I respect them. But in 1987, the first concert I saw when I was 15 was the Two Live Crew here at the Lee County Civic Center. Nice, <laughs> good show. Take care, fellas. All right, thank you. All right, so the answer to your question is I was right, you were wrong. Um, three years he played there. Okay. Or he coached there. 11 wins his okay. first year, 10 years his last year. Five in between. All right. So 11 So it's not an average of eight, of, of nine. 10. No. I said nine. A, all right, it's not an average of nine. No. It's an average of 8.4. Um, what, what year was that? The other five. Five and seven. That was uh, 2018. All right. So it was the pre-COVID year. No, it wasn't the pre-COVID year. His last year was the COVID year. Right, it was pre-COVID. Well, his last pre-COVID year, they went 10-3. and three. 
So put that in your pipe. You you aren't winning this argument, okay? <laughs> He's been in the he went to two bowl games. They were both the Boca Raton Bowl. I did know that he won a lot of games. I didn't realize he won won five that one year. Yeah. So put that in your. That was when um, all those guys got hurt. I'll give you five bucks so you can tell me who where he played college football. Lane? Yeah. I don't know. I it just I just happened to fall into it. Mercer. Fresno State. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Never even thought about that. Interesting. Fresno State. All right. Back to the phones we go. We get the Gator Man to join us. What's up, Gator Man? How you guys doing? Hey, everybody's worried about Kentucky. Well, I'm going to ease the mind a little bit because I got the top ten reason. Kentucky does not worry me. Number ten, they are overdue for a Gator Woodshed. Number nine, Kentucky turns the ball over way too much. Number eight, everybody wants to beat Florida. They'll be ready when they get to Kentucky. Number seven, Emory is starting to finish. Number six, Dan will bring a little bit more out of the playbook. Number five, can UK establish a run against the Gators? I don't think so. Number four, this is not basketball. Number three, then Stoops versus Dan. Give me Dan eight days a week. Number two, you, you have played a complete game finally. And number one, Mr. Levis has not been put in the oven yet. And I think the heat is on come Saturday night. You guys have a good day. All right, Gator Man. Good stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm obsessing with uh, Lane Kiffin. So. Figuring out his life? Yeah, well, I was just going back to that time he uh, when he made that breakfast speech and got everybody all riled up and he had to issue a public apology because yeah. he yelled at Urban. And he got a reprimand. Clown is what I'm saying. But it's good. It's uh, he he makes it fun. No, and I like always it. fun to hear Gator Man's top ten list. And and you hope all that stuff is is true. You you wonder what what Levitz is going to do, and you wonder if Florida is going to be able to show up and and play that complete game like was uh, towards the, the bottom there because we still haven't necessarily seen that certainly. And and it's in Florida. I, I think you you look at where they can keep heading and the the progression of all these guys. Obviously, Emory's gotten better over the last couple of weeks. And yep. if you add Richardson to the fold now, which I think is going to happen this week again because I, you know the importance of what I he can do. And I think it'll be he'll have the Emory role. Mm-hmm. He'll have the um, you know the role of the backup that, that they have gotten that kind of down, Pat. You know, where guys who's coming into the game and when they come into the game and what they do with it and what plays are are being called for them. They, they're they've been really good at doing that. You know, under under Mullen, he knows what he's doing. Yep, Greg, what's up? You're next. Hey, fellas. Of course, I got to call in on you know during the season. I I totally listen every week, but I wanted to ask you guys a question now that Anthony Richardson's coming back. Um, as a born and raised Gainesvilleian, I'm a huge fan of AR-15. I totally respect and understand, though, why Coach Mullen's sticking with Emory. I still struggle with this, though, you guys. And it's kind of ironic that we're about to go to Kentucky. Coach Mullen is the so-called, you know, doing my little finger quotes in the air, QB whisperer. Then wouldn't have, and I'll listen to this first answer on air, and then I'll leave you with one, and I'll take it off air. But wouldn't Coach Mullen have, the, would he have wouldn't he have started Trask? I can't say that. Over Franks, before the Kentucky game in 2019, the same game Franks got hurt in, ironically, if he was truly a quarterback whisperer. Now, I'm not knocking Coach Mullen. I'm going to funnel this into a point. But don't you think if he was truly a QB whisperer, 
wouldn't he have started Trask over Franks before the Kentucky game in 2019 or before that that season, in fact? you remember? Yeah, no, I think we certainly remember. But I, yeah. I think through all of that, even though it's it, – I don't I guess you would say the words loyalty. Um, right. Listen, Emery's been a part of this – now program for for four years he came in with dan it was his first guy he went after i think there's there there's that affection towards wanting to him him to be good and see good and buying out that time and doing all that other stuff but if if you look back then uh you know i think you could see in practice that trask was probably better in certain things but then you get enamored by what felipe can do and just the size that he did, he he was quicker. He ran harder. That was the offense they wanted to run. Yes. Was a Felipe offense. It, it was more of that, and then it and, and it was playing to that. I think Mullen looked at Trask and says, "Okay, well, Trask isn't going to be able to do what Nick Fitzgerald did at Mississippi State and what I had." But then when he was forced to then just go with Trask, then you make that decision. Okay, here's what he does well, and here's what we're going to utilize. So, I, I think you, that's you, my point. you weren't ready to that's change that offense yet, though. Yeah, but that's my point real fast because you nailed it, I think. It's almost, and I said this on Steve's show, so forgive me for the listeners that listen to all of your shows like I do, but it was almost like as if Coach Mullen has this, he lets destiny decide who his quarterback's going to be, if you will. And I don't mean that negatively, but I, I sure. agree with your point with him being faithful and loyal to your guy, and I get that, and I totally respect it, but even, you know, even a casual fan would see AR and go, wow, that kid just has it. And, you, and we, as fans, rarely say that. And I know, Jeff, you competed collegiately, so you know what that it is. Yeah, and, and I see it. I've, I've talked about it. Yeah, and you see that he has that it. So I'll take this one off the air. It's a luxury to, to have two great quarterbacks like Florida has right now. And just a little plug, everybody says we're DBU. I would argue we're QBU. I think Pat said that before. You know, we've got three Heismans out there, all quarterbacks. So I would argue we're QBU with two great quarterbacks. But how are we going to deal with this when Emory still has a whole other season next year and Anthony Richardson is – this is literally his second year because he was redshirted last year. People forget. And I'll listen off there and go Gators. All right, Greg. Thank you. Well, first of all, I think there's nine things to talk about here, but let's not worry about next year. Yeah. I, I think that we've talked about that a lot here on the show and I, I, you know, with callers, and I'm like, forget about it. Let's just worry about – what happens this year and where, where things go? I mean, Emory Jones could very easily turn pro after this year or decide he wants to, he wants out, and Anthony Richardson will have a chance. Um, yeah, remember, before the season started, Mel Kuyper saying that Emory yeah. Jones is a first round pick, so you, you don't expect is, Emory to be here next year anyway. As much as everybody wants to talk about how great Trask was in practice, you never know uh, how great a player is going to be in games. And certainly Dan Mullen could not see him making that pitch to LaMichael Pete Ryan against Kentucky or making that throw the next year against Georgia on the first touchdown that yeah. I still can't believe he he was able to do that, make that play. I mean, he was a gamer. And and uh, even though he was a good practice player, it's different in practice when you're going against it. And again, I, I go back to this one more time and then we probably just bury it. You know, he could he might have won the starting job originally, but he broke his foot. Yep, got hurt. Then they were gonna they were about ready to make the pull the plug. And got hurt and again. he got hurt again. So now you're going, do I want to put the guy in there who keeps getting hurt? Or do I want to go with this guy who runs the offense the way I want to run it and and we are allowed to do the running quarterback thing with it? And so they kinda went that way. I get it. 
Uh, look, we can all, all. It's easy to second guess what how it all worked out, but it did all work out in the end. And I guess I'll have to look it up. I don't remember. Maybe you do. But what was Florida's record going in, into that Kentucky game that year? Two years ago. Uh, two years ago. Well, they had or beaten, when, when Frank's got hurt. Yeah, they had beaten Miami, and they might have been three and zero. So then, yeah, you're not making a change to before the game then. And we, but to remember, start he, trash. he was awful against Miami. A bunch of turnovers. Had a bad look there when he was trying to shush the fans, and then went in and threw a pick. Um, so the, the fans were were ready to to make that move way before Dan Mullen was. Just because you don't like the quarterback doesn't mean the quarterback coach and the head coach and the offensive coordinator don't like the quarterback. Um, and again, we don't know. I mean, everybody thinks yeah. they know. It was it was two and zero. Kentucky was two the third and, game yeah. of the year. They beat Miami and they beat uh, like Martin. Towson or somebody, right? UT Martin. Okay. They just had a big win over Jacksonville State. Was 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 a big <laughs> win. All right, let's knock out this break. We'll come back, keep the conversation rolling along. It's our second hour of the tailgate, brought to you by Meldon Law. They won't back down. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending. No, on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Keisha Espinal. Gators Volleyball is set to play against the Georgia Bulldogs tonight for a single conference matchup with live coverage starting right here at 6.40. The Tampa Bay Rays, who have clinched into the postseason last week and won the ALEs title for the second year in a row, look for a comeback against the Houston Astros tonight at 8.10 after losing last night's game. In the NHL, the preseason has started and the Tampa Bay Lightning are set to play against the National Predators on Thursday at 7 p.m. In their first preseason matchup, the former Stanley Cup winners fell short 3-1 against the Hurricanes. Looking ahead, Gators Women's Tennis has a day-long event on Friday versus Bedford Cup in Tampa, Florida. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Keisha Espinal. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey y'all, Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper here with the best news yet of 2021. The salad bar is back, baby. Woo! It's been gone for a year, but starting June 1st, the salad bar is back and better than ever. All right, it'll be exactly the same, but you know what I'm talking about. We're going to eat like it's 2019. Our staff is vaccinated, the dining room's at full capacity, and we're excited to get back to business. I know you love Leonardo's, so please dine in, call for pickup, order online, or get delivery from 352delivery.com. And as always, don't forget the tailgate 10. 
Well, folks, football season snuck up on us, and we're right in the middle of all the action. So if you weren't ready, well, that's on you. Don't let that happen when it comes to Christmas time. It's time to start thinking about getting that special somebody a unique gift that they'll remember forever. And the first place you should think of when doing that is Oaks Jewelry. Let their amazing staff put together something unique that'll score you more points than the orange and blue do on the football field. Whether it's a Christmas proposal, a necklace for mom with all the kids' birthstones, or anything in between, there is no place that'll treat you better than Oaks Jewelry. So stop in today. This is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with the University of Florida's only official personal injury law firm partner, Jeffrey Meldon of Meldon Law. Jeffrey, I hear you are the go-to place for free tickets to Gator athletic games. That's right, Jeff. Meldon Law is the place to score tickets to all the Gator games. Go to MeldonLaw.com or visit our Facebook page to enter our contest, and you could win tickets to an upcoming game. You heard it here, Gator fans. Go to MeldonLaw.com or the Meldon Law Facebook page for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. So if you bleed orange and blue, Meldon Law is the firm for you. To some, that may just sound like ice hitting heavy-duty plastic. But to a Bud Light legend, it's a signal that says it's time. Time to dust off the barbecue tongs and load up the cooler with 37 Bud Lights and an assortment of dips. Because it's time to take back all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light Legends. Let's take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AB Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, 524, about uh, 30 minutes left here on a Wednesday edition of the tailgate. Jeff and Pat here with you, although Pat's cheating on us right now. He's speaking with another radio show, so we'll be out for uh, a few minutes as we uh, we get back to the calls. First we do, though, this is really cool. Jonathan India, obviously everybody knows I'm a big Gator baseball guy. Listen to this. It's just fascinating what India's been able to do. So India this year has 96 runs, 56 extra base hits. The only other Reds rookie to ever get to both of those numbers, some guy named Frank Robinson, who was uh, pretty darn good. So the the season that Jonathan India having is pretty incredible. And Harrison Bader's doing some great things. He's been really, really good lately for the Cardinals in this 17-game winning streak. So I think now you're starting to see the impact of Sully's guys in the big league certainly know what what Alonzo has been the the last couple of years so it's it's been fun and I know there's a a lot of people out there rooting for those Gators and let's hope uh, they do well in the playoffs as long as they don't beat the Braves when it's all said and done all right Kyle's next what's up Kyle hey Jeff is uh, Pat still unavailable yeah he is do you want you want me to put you on hold till he's back no that's okay I'll go ahead and switch it up and ask a baseball question sure so just with the uh, with the losses that Sully had and Hunter Barco kind of moving into that Friday night role, how do you see that Saturday and Sunday pitching rotation going? And do you think Barco could make that jump and give Florida kind of that elite guy they were missing last year? 
I do. Um, you know, I, I think in you know nobody's more upset than what happened in, in the regional than than he is, and I mean he just he, he re- works really really hard. He, he's got some nasty stuff, so I think he'll be really good and step right into that Friday night role. And I think you know if we look at this, probably Brandon Sproat's going to be the Saturday guy. I know even in that regional, Sproat struggled too, and he was getting lit up left and right. But you know, I, I, I talked to Sully about him being with him up in team USA. And he's just, there, there's been a few guys over the years that have kind of had that click. Anthony DiScofani was one of them. Dane Dunning was one of them. And he mentioned Sprode in the same sentence as, as both of those guys. So I think there's just a point where they finally get it. They realize their stuff is just nasty and it's unhittable. And if they just throw strikes, then they're going to get a lot of people out. And that's what Sprode did this summer against team USA. And then I'm anxious to see what that Sunday role is going to be. You know, I, I think there's certainly a lot of options. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see those two guys that were out last year um, that, that had the, the Tommy John stuff. They've got a chance to come back and, and be really good. So, and then, but I mean, there's probably three or four freshmen that, that could be even worthy of stepping into that role. There's a kid from New Jersey that they love that really reminds him a lot of uh, A.J. Puck when he got here, big, tall lefty that's just really nasty and throws in the mid-90s. So it, it's going to be a fun battle for that Sunday job. And then last thing for the actual schedule itself, you know, you're going on the road against the two teams that were in the College World Series final, mm-hmm. you're going on the road to Miami, you have Tennessee and Arkansas at home. Is there anything that jumps out to you or anything you're particularly excited about? No, I just I think you you go into every year and you know that it's it's going to be a grind. I mean, those 30 games in the SEC are really really tough and you're you're kind of beating your brain in every single time and it's just it's it's nerve-wracking. I mean, gosh, for a broadcaster, I can imagine what it's like for those guys being down and having to compete against it. But no, I, I, I mean, I always love going to Starkville. It's it's fun. It's enjoyable. That that atmosphere is tremendous. So that'll that'll be cool. And um, it's no, it's just good. It's you know, you get to do it so many times now. You just kind of go with it and hope the Gators play well. And more often than not, they do. Hey, um, Cal. Oh, I guess we uh, we lost him. Let's get uh. JD to step in. Hey, JD. Hey, uh, Jeff. Actually, you, you're the guy I want to talk to. Um, you know, a lot of talk about the quarterbacks and blah blah blah. Uh, I have all confidence. I think a lot of most of us do have confidence in in Dan and sure and what and what he'll what he'll do and how the dynamics will work itself out on the on the quarterback situation. What I'm concerned with and have always been concerned with more is on the defensive side of the ball. And here's where I'm going with this, Jeff. Uh, uh, no, nobody really mentions that much that we lost our our highly veteran, uh, super veteran middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what your opinion is about who we got right there in the middle. I mean, I know there's guys rotating through there, um, and I'm reticent about calling kids out. But uh, sure. I, I know number two's been in there for a while, and, and every time I saw number two last year, it looked like he was lost. Um, I'm, I'm wondering about number two at, at middle linebacker, and, and, and specifically where the specific instance that, that I want to talk about, or let, maybe you would comment on, because you're close, you you talk to the guys, you talk to coaches. Is that it was? I think maybe Tennessee's first possession of the second half, and they didn't throw a pass. They came out and it was just total role reversal and just ran the ball. 
and I mean, it was close. They were cl- and from where I, I was sitting up on row ninety up there at the back, but it looked very close that they were real close to breaking one mm-hmm. uh, a couple of times. And uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know whether that's a, that was a function of the D D lineman, you know, staying not staying in the gaps or what that was. But as soon as that guy broke the line, it was like hold your breath because where are the middle linebackers? I mean, yeah, it was close. So. I'd like you to comment on that a little bit. I, I, okay. I you know, I don't know whether that's commentable or not, but I'm concerned about uh, the inside linebacker play. What? What? what yeah, what I mean, any any time you lose a guy that had 100 tackles in, in Ventrell, it's certainly, especially in a game like this with the play action and stuff like that, and how they're going to try to run the ball. This is a game that he will be missed, but. I'm with you on two as well. I, you know, I think you know for a guy that came in as highly touted as he was, yep. he just has never seemed to be able to to pick it up. But now, like like the positive side of it, JD, I I absolutely love eleven. Like Diabati is tremendous. Yes. Um, yes. Flies all over the field. Plays really hard. Just the yes. to to see him and the size that he and the weight that he's put on over the last couple of years and how hard he wants to work is good. Um, and I, and I think having Jeremiah Moon now in this different spot is probably actually more beneficial. I I think for for teams like that are going to beat Florida, it's a spread them out type of teams. Not it's not the Kentucky teams that are going to beat Florida. I, I think Florida should be fine. And that's but that's where that middle of that line has got to have yeah, a big game. But that's they, where but for Kentucky, they got to keep though, those linebackers off of them. Yeah, but if you're going to play a team though, like that's going to probably contend for a national title and run the offense they did, I think not having Ventrell is actually probably more beneficial because you have faster guys and you can do some different things now with having Moon and Diabate in there. Um, you know, I still think they need to figure out somebody else, like like you're mentioning with Bernie. So um, yeah, but I. I you know, so I, yes, it, it's tough, but I don't think it's all that bad. Like, I mean, okay. and, I, and I hate to say that because I, I love Ventrell too, but remember, he couldn't cover anybody in, in no. pass protection. No. And, no. you know, teams would just kind of run right at him. They'd be able to scheme up something to, to figure it out, or they just force him to cover somebody, and then there would be a lot of big plays. Well, now you can't do that as well with the, the speed and the different things that you have, the versatility with what they're playing at linebacker now. It's kind of was a yeah. tradition there, at middle linebacker for a while, between yeah, David Reese. Reese was yeah. the same thing. Couldn't cover anybody, but that was what you do is you put a bigger guy in there. To, and, but I tell you what, if it was fourth and one, Kentucky was going for it, David Reese was going to make the tackle. He was. And they were not going to get the first down. So yeah, I, I saw that happen like three times. Well, you, you know that is a trade-off. I mean, you know everything's a trade-off, mm-hmm. and and you're and you, you know the coaches will scheme up for it. But uh, and, and I, I'm big on eleven too. I just don't. When I saw that, when I saw that uh, opening drive of Tennessee there in the second half, and, and I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I'm back on row ninety. Ooh, it looked a couple of times really close, like they were going to break one, and I'm saying, where are the? Well, I looked, see number. I shouldn't say this, but I see number two, and I just, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, so uh, I, 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 I agree with you. Guys can run, cover passes, but I don't see a guy that's really like a, you know, a, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you, you don't have that at all. You don't have a Ventrell or a Reese certainly to clog up a hole and figure it out and, and find the right like gap. It's not like there's anybody else to put in there either. No, there's there's not. But, I, I mean, I guess if anybody is that guy, it would be Diabate. And he's not scared. He just doesn't have the size that those guys did. 
Yeah. Do you do you uh, and, and Hopper? Uh, he was he came in as a defensive back, right? But he's more he of an outside guy. Yep. So and and he's getting better. I think they really like him, and I know Christian Robinson has talked about him quite a bit when I've had conversations. And and they expect him to to get really good. So I think once he gets some more playing time and learns more, he's a kid that will certainly make a big name for himself. Yeah. And I and I'll just ask one more question, and I'll go because this is really the the, the day is is really concerning me. But sure. But is there uh, is there anybody in the pipeline, say behind Diabate and uh, and uh, and uh, well, well, heck. Uh, um, Jeremiah is a, a six-year senior. Is there? I mean, hopefully we've got somebody in the pipeline that uh, that we can see because I don't, you know, who would it be? I mean, that's, you know, you you want to be deep right there in the middle of the, you know, right up the center of your defense. And uh, is there depth back there, Jeff? Yeah, they, they've got. I mean, there's um there, there's a couple guys. I mean, Derek Wingo will get some playing time a little bit. He'll be a guy that could be in there. Um, uh, this guy named Scooby Williams, I think, is his name, a freshman from Alabama that's gotten some looks. So, I mean, there there's a few guys. Obviously, they're not ready enough, and and they're not at that point where yeah. they're going to be playing. But they, it's a it's a position that they've really attacked and recruited well, and and I think those guys will eventually be okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, and and then and of course Hopper, who, who yeah. we mentioned, yeah, exactly. is going to get more playing time too. Yeah, that so. is an area where they they do need to get, uh, you know, on the recruiting trail, need to get some more guys. Well, and and Chief Borders is is a linebacker too. I think he could you know he'd be on the D line or also play linebacker. But he's a big kid that they really love right. and yeah. may eventually redshirt. But there, there's guys there, JD. So it's uh, it's doable for sure. So I'm trained. What you got? Man, what's going on with you, buddy? We're loving it. Loving, I'm loving it too. It's Cathead Biscuit Week, man. Okay. How about that? <laughs> I like yeah, Cathead Biscuits. It's, yeah, it's Cathead Biscuits up there in Kentucky, baby. The Gators on beast off it. But I tell you what, man, I got a couple questions. I'm trying to wrap my head around. I can't get my thoughts right, man. I might have to go ahead and bench Brady and give uh, Kyle Trash his wishes that he had at the Gators. He might have to be the starter the rest of the season because I think I'm going to put Tom Brady on the investigation, man. Uh, I'm trying to figure this out. If you watched the, the game against um, LA, LA, yeah, against LA. Now I'm gonna tell. Now if you go back and look on some uh, Twitter stuff, or go back on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan page and all that, you may see it. Brady threw a pass where they got you know deflected off somebody's arm. Brady caught it real quick and he slung it back out like nobody didn't see it. Boy, he's fast. Man. Now that's a veteran move, right? It is. I, I didn't see yeah, that. But yeah, but it got. Oh, yeah, it happened. It's out there. But he got penalized, so they brought it back. But my main question was, I watched the L.A. game, and uh, Brady uh, was cocked his arm back to throw the ball, and I think one of them DNs got around and hit hit the ball out of his hand, but the ball went up in the air. It never touched the ground. It just popped up in the air in a defensive ball. What would you call that? We, we lost you for a second. Say that one more time. The ball hit the ground and pounced, bounced no, no, up. No, never hit the ground. Uh, the defender got around there and hit hit Brady at the end. He hit his arm, but the ball went up in the air instead of going to the ground. Okay. And a, a defender actually caught it. So he it tried to run the other well, way. Well, it's it's so just what, it's what either a fumble going? or an interception. Yeah. If his arm's yeah. going forward, it's a pass. That, if it's not, yeah, I don't it's know. A fumble. They did actually review that. I'm like, what are you looking for? Um, 
Me too. The, the ball never the, the ball never touched the ground. It never touched the ground. So that would be if you rule it as a fumble and defender picks. I mean, grab it out of the air and he goes the other way. It could. I mean, it's a touchdown, right? Yep. Yep. Okay, but they said incomplete pass. They ruled it as a fumble, but gave the ball right back to Brady. I'm trying to figure out what's going I on. I don't remember that. I, maybe maybe they did. I was kind of half they watching did. that game. I tell you, I tell you what, uh, Mr. Pat, when you review that for me, and uh, I'm going to listen to the show tomorrow, but uh, if you find out about it, man, let me know what you think about that because they gave okay. it right back to Brady. I was shocked. I was really shocked. I was lost. I said, I'm, I'll never watch NFL again if that's if it's sticking. It's tough. <laughs> I don't like that one, buddy. That's not but good. Man, get, hey, yes, sir. But it y'all still didn't work out for him. It didn't work out, Pat. That's what cheaters get. They never win. You ever heard of that? <laughs> But, hey, Mr. Pat, when you check it out for me, let me know tomorrow. Okay, I will. All right, boys, y'all be easy. All right, Swamp Train, be uh, easy sliding into a break. Knock that out and come back with more right after this. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Well, I think we all know how hot it gets in North Central Florida. It's sometimes unbearable at times to even be outside over the summer. But for me, it was just as unbearable to be inside because my house just wouldn't cool down. So I knew it was finally time to do something about it. And thanks to Kirk and his team at Crystal Air, my phone call turned into a life changer. They told me my unit was as old as Pat Dooley is and the air wasn't traveling through the house correctly and it was time to get with the times. So I took advantage of 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new train unit, was also able to take advantage of some rebates from train. And even though they are train comfort specialists, which is the highest contractor rating by train, Crystal Air and Water works on all brands out there and the repair services are as fast as my fastball was back in the day and they'll be there today if you need them to come out and see what's wrong with my new train variable speed system the temperature has evened up throughout the house there is much lower humidity and the unit is even generator friendly if need be so if you need your ac unit looked at call crystal air at 333-0460 because they aren't comfortable until you are Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. Well, the springtime has certainly been a little different than what we are used to, but hopefully everybody out there has stayed safe and done their best to make sure we get back to normalcy pretty soon. We do still have the opportunity, though, to get out and enjoy that great Florida sunshine and Played Again Sports is there for all your outdoor needs. That means baseball, softball, golf, water sports, and more. And it's probably a great time to go through the garage, realize your old equipment just won't cut it anymore, and do a little upgrading. And your one-stop shop is a name we all know and love, 
love play it again sports they've got weights that are great to help us stay in shape while spending so much time at home and when we're ready to get back baseball and team sports again well they've got the latest and greatest baseball and softball bats with the best pop on the planet and if it's a golf swing that needs work well they'll help you with that too the best brands of clubs in the business located on university and 34th street it's easy to find and i'm there quite a bit so i just might see you at play it again sports As Gator Athletics get going again in the fall, we all hope to see them at the top of their game, putting up points and getting lots of W's. Well, in order to be their best, they need lots of Z's, and the same can be said for everybody out there listening. Better sleep gets us in a better mood, improves memory, concentration, and productivity. And there's no one better in town at helping us get the best sleep possible than the Sleep Center Superstores in Gainesville. For over a decade now, Brent and the crew have made their customers say, Woohoo! In fact, it's been more than 25,000 people that sleep better because of the Sleep Center Superstores in Gainesville, and you could be next. Their gigantic Labor Day sale has begun with savings of up to $800 on select adjustable mattresses with the finest materials and memory foam. Being better during the day starts with being better at night. So let the Sleep Center Superstores in Gainesville get you going. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or online at GainesvilleSleepCenter.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Skies staying mostly sunny into the evening with clear skies overnight. Temperatures falling into the lower 70s before midnight with overnight lows turning comfortable in the mid-60s. A bit of patchy dense fog possible around daybreak tomorrow, but that will quickly burn off after the sun comes up. Then mostly sunny skies for all of your Thursday afternoon. Temperatures turning warm, getting to near 90 degrees. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Mac Jones... That Saints defense, give them credit. Bill, what did you see on uh, Mac's uh, interceptions? Well, the same thing you saw. What? <laughs> what? All right. All right. Thing in the middle there, he mumbled. Right. You know, right. 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 Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. The WRUF Radio App. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio Pack. So is Brock doing a commercial for air? For air? Hair. No, for hair. But it's it, like they were showing him getting a massage. Does that USAA? No, he's he's got like so. 80 commercials going now. Okay. And he's also got Camille Caustic, so he's doing all right with him. So. Uh, well, yeah. And he's got another Super Bowl ring, which he didn't think he was going to get. I know. Until all of a sudden uh, Brady uh, left. And speaking, speaking of the Bucks and Brady, Swamp Train, if you're still listening, have a uh, answer for you. Thanks to former Gator great baseball player C.J. Smith, whose daughter is like would just destroy you in golf duels. It's not that hard. Anymore, she, yeah. I mean, she destroyed me too. Well, she's really, really good. I think good. you could beat me now. 
I don't think I've ever lost to you. What are you talking about? What do you mean, what am I talking about? Because you can't about? hit a, 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 anything that's 20 yards or in. You just can uh-huh. skull it or chunk it. Or... No, I just put everything now. That's well, not a bad idea. I know. I've gone, kind of gone more to that, too. So, uh, Swamp Train, if you're listening, what happened... Well, See, what ha- happened was <laughs> the running back ended up catching it. So, I didn't watch it. Gio- Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard, Bernard. is caught it. Oh, so, they ruled it a fumble. Pat pulled up the replay, and yeah... So his arm wasn't going forward it yet. Was it was going knocked forward. out. No. No, it was, it was going forward. Right. But it was out before it did go forward, so it's called a fumble. So it's ruled a fumble, not a forward pass. Yes, but it, if it had if it had hit the ground, it would not have been a fumble. No. Yeah, because he, his hand was arm no, was going forward. They called forward. it a fumble. That's why they looked at it. Right. So it's called a fumble. You can't advance a fumble. Unless you're the fumbling player. That's the only way you can advance it forward. So if it it would have been the opposite, if it would have been ruled a pass and Bernard caught it. I think it was a pass. Then he could have ran the ball because it would have been a forward pass and the running back caught it. Yeah, but obviously if any player for the Rams had caught it, it would have been their ball. Yeah, Yeah. either way. And I think Swamp Train thought it was a defender, but no, it was an offensive player. So that's what happened. What had happened? See, that's what, what happened was... So, so now we there know you that. go. Now Thank I, you, CJ. Was, I do now remember. He was that a big play. Bucks fan. Yeah, I do remember the play. It'd be he nice to, to be a Bucks fan now because you were probably miserable for many, many years. <laughs> Nobody's ever been as miserable as Bucks fans because nobody had ever gone zero and fourteen before. Yeah, I remember when they uh, they were going to play the Oilers. I think, and both teams were like. Oh, and six or something. And this was like three or four years into uh, John McKay. And they called it the Repus Bowl, super spell backwards. And he <laughs> did not like that. <laughs> but, I mean, I remember be covering the game. Repus Bowl, we call it. Everybody called it. Okay. I never heard that. That's yeah. Awesome. It was – this was not the – I think it was right before the famous how do you feel about your team's execution? I'm all in favor for, of it. <laughs> Which – was funny then, but it's not funny now. Because who was it got in trouble? Now I'm trying to remember. Oh, Brian Kelly. Yeah, yeah. But he like volunteered it. He yeah, didn't. He it did. wasn't. Yeah. Well, because nobody got it. He didn't no. say it the right way, and then he no. had to explain it afterwards. Because yeah. nobody a, has a sense of humor anymore. Well, and you, you it's got to be. I got it. I thought it was funny, but then he kept going on with it. Now I think trying to cover it up. It wasn't good. No. Yeah. It was not. So, yeah, so there's... Uh, he never coached a Reapus Bowl either. There's what happened. Imagine, I wish... I guess there was probably a little... The early years of fantasy, like thinking about Houston Oilers, like how good Warren Moon was, how good yeah, of a fantasy you know, player he would have been. My early fantasy would have been the 85 Giants because I had Joe Morris... I won my league. I think that would have been like my second or third year. So, you know, that would have been pre-Warren Moon, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Icky Woods with Cincinnati would have been a big pick back in the day. Joe Morris wasn't bad. Doing the Icky Shuffle. I liked him. He he saved my team. He would score like three touchdowns a game every game. That is good. All right, we got one final break to take, so we'll do that. We'll come back and uh, wrap things up. If you want to call, you can. 392-8255. Sneak one in. On our Titan MRI hotline, you are listening to the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending. Now, 
on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Keisha Espinal. Gators Volleyball is set to play against the Georgia Bulldogs tonight for a single conference matchup with live coverage starting right here at 6.40. The Tampa Bay Rays, who have clinched into the postseason last week and won the ALE title for the second year in a row, look for a comeback against the Houston Astros tonight at 8.10 after losing last night's game with a score of 4-3. In the NHL, the preseason has started and the Tampa Bay Lightning are set to play against the Nashville Predators on Thursday at 7 p.m. In their first preseason matchup, the former Stanley Cup winners fell short 3-1 against the Hurricanes. Looking ahead, Gators Women's Tennis has a day-long event on Friday versus Bedford Cup in Tampa, Florida. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kishla Spinal. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The best new cars make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Shop the area's largest pre-owned selection with prices starting at just $99.95. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. Get a fully inspected, like new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street, online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. There's this uh, one physician that I admire a lot and trust with my life, and they referred me to Dr. Art. But I had to invest in myself, my confidence with my smile now, and, you know, it's just made the world of difference to me. So It's just so well worth the investment I made here. Dr. Art has an amazing um, technique um, bedside manners are just amazing, makes you feel relaxed. Like, you know, you're part of the family, and that's, I want an exceptional work. Um, that's why I came to exceptional. In exceptional dentistry, it's all about the trust and the confidence that the patient can have with the, with the team here. Love Dr. Art. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Congratulations to the Rays on defending their AL East crown. Swing and he popped it up. Will it stay in play? Troy in the foul territory. Makes the catch and the Rays win. The Rays have gone back-to-back as AL East Division champs. They are once again the beasts of the East. Now hear them defend their AL championship throughout October right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. Touchdown! You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And online. WRUF.com. 
Oh, that is sad. That's what you think of people yeah, that are I on got a, an image to uphold. Plane? Yeah. They're dorks if they're reading? Yeah. I don't know how you did it. Don't you think that? Do you ever tell your kids, hey, don't read. Don't learn how to read. No. It's not a big part of your no, life. I look don't at me. Say that. I never read and look how successful I am. I need seven jobs to make, make enough money, but <laughs> But no, you're sitting there you're on a plane and you got a dude like reading on a Kindle or something. Like I, don't know, I read Yeah, like a lot on planes. That guy's kinda dorky. I used to read all the Why time wouldn't he be planes? watching a movie? Well, nowadays I get it. Right. That's what I'm talking about. But ten years ago, you didn't have an iPad to sit there and watch something on. No. But you still could read. Yeah, I read notes yeah. and stats <laughs> no. and prepare that kind of stuff. Oh my god! I don't have time to sit there and great read a, literature is I don't not have a, time to sit there and read a whole book. You have to read all of it. What if I gave you a magazine? Like I, I used to have this one magazine. I'd take it every once in a while on a road trip. But it was 100 Greatest Beatles songs, so it had a little story on each one of them. Like, you glance at that, right? I wouldn't care. All right, but what about the 100 Greatest Nickelback songs? No, don't care about that either. <laughs> 100, 100 Greatest Baseball Games or something would be fascinating. <laughs> That's In time, the time that it took to play those 100 games would be like, what, 200 years? I guess. <laughs> Even last night, golly. Like, I was watching the game, and I remember when Sully came to Florida, and we, he and I went to lunch at, at Ballyhoo. Never forget that. And so we're talking about, remember that whole thing with uh, Smith and everything? That was a big blow-up. But anyway, we talked about that. And then we talked about how his pitchers were going to get the ball back, and they were going to throw it. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to be doing anything, you know, that uh, slowing the game down. He really believed in that. And I'm, like, thinking – I'm watching that game last night, and it's like the guy gets the ball back from the mound in, in Major League Baseball. Because I, I don't watch that much Major League Baseball. He gets the ball back, walks around the mound, starts looking into the stands as if somebody's out there, his strength coach or something, or his guru, you know, kind of wanders around and kind of stands over the mound. Then he gets on the mound. It's like 18 se- minutes between pitches. Yeah, no, it's a lot. I don't. They should p- implement the clock the way they do in college baseball, which has sped that game, that part, the college game up. But these guys, you know, I'm sure they don't want. I don't want that. I don't want to take my time. I want to be able to throw a fat changeups. Anyway. It, it it was it it felt like I I only watched the last three innings by the time I got home and but it felt like it took two hours a long time yeah well you watch it again tonight seven twenty Braves Phils uh it's ESPN plus yeah tonight so I don't know if I'll tune in yeah if the Braves win tonight though that basically locks them in last night hopefully did that. magic number is three yeah. I'll be happy when the magic number is zero point zero three out of the five games it's doable. Yeah. So you got to win. Well, you know, the how about, Phillies uh, just won't, can't score for some reason. How about so. your girl Katy Perry tweeting out, all board the lane train, LFG, Matt Corral for Heisman. What's LFG stand for? Uh, for 
girl. Uh, it's it has something to do with little girls or something. <laughs> no, no. What is it? LFG. It's uh, let's f and go. Oh, I was just trying to see if you said it. I don't know what. It, see, I'm hip and I know these things. Uh, good for you. So if you you know, so you're saying that I'm a nerd for liking the Beatles, but you're hip for liking Katy Perry. No, I'm I liked LFG. Use that in a tweet. Like when I go to tee it up with you. Can't you can't do that. On the first tee, I'm going to tweet it out. LFG, I'm going to beat Pat. I, I am going to work on my game and, and crush you. Because I know your inconsistencies. I know how to get to you. I know I know where your failings Good. That's fine. will come in. That is fine. Short shots. You're not good at it. We got some lines tomorrow to talk about. Again, if you lines want to, and I mean, it's really kind of a cool weekend. It is. It'll be a fun weekend. So uh, plenty to dive into. It'll be our last show of the week again. No show Friday because of traveling to Lexington and getting up there in that colder weather to get after. It's it. not cold. It's not hot. It'll be nice. Be nice. Enjoyable weather. I, I would think if you're a Gator football player and you've been going through what you have in the summer here and mm-hmm. everything. That you would say you're going to walk out of the field, go all right. It's yeah. time for some football. Let's go. Welcomed for sure. All right, it was nice to have maybe Mike that's why again. Florida always wins up there. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> thank you, Mike, for producing. Thanks for showing up today, Duels. Appreciate well, it. Thank you for showing up yourself. You're welcome. I'm Jeff. WRUF.